Beautiful Tuesday morning. And what a perfect, beautiful day to go further here in Derech Hashem and wrap up Simon Aleph over here in Perik Dalit, in the Chelik Dalit of Derech Hashem. We were talking about Shema, and we're talking about the first aspect of Shema. There's going to be the first of many different angles that the Ramchal is going to give us in Shema. Um, Shema, there's a lot going on. You know, for six words, we're going to see. For six words, one line, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, plus another six words the Ramchal will get to, the Baruch Shem Kavod Machus Aliyah Void. Um, there's quite a lot packed into those six words. Quite a lot that's going on when we say that. Morning and evening, twice a day, we say the Shema as with, with, with the Shema with love. Quite a lot going in to that twice daily Shema recital. And we're at the end of the Framchal's first angle, the first level of meaning in Shema. And we have to wrap that up before we move on to the second the second layer of Shema, which is, which is the second paragraph, which is a Simon Beis. We saw yesterday the Ramchal built up a lot, a lot of ideas, and then they all came together with a boom, a bang, and an explosion, all these ideas. And what we discovered when the dust cleared and settled was that Shema is a reality check, or a statement of a reality check, a testimony to a reality check, and us peeling back the layers of of um, fake reality and exposing real reality to the world. And it's us daily, twice a day, taking note of everything that surrounds us, taking note of everything that's going on in the world and the universe, from top to bottom, from bottom to top, and the fact that the cycles through a, a nighttime cycle, a daytime cycle, there's daytime activity, nighttime activity, and we're looking at the whole range of everything that's in existence. And the fact that it exists, the fact that it has has activities, the fact that it has presence and power, and specifically the fact that there's presence and power that can that, that is misused, that's abused, that becomes evil, and, and we're looking at all that and we're saying a number of things all at the same time. Let's return so the final, final line that we had um, in, in, in yesterday's paragraph in Simon Aleph, Ramchal said we're really addressing all of reality on three levels. We're making a statement on three levels. We're saying the existence of all of reality, just as mere existence, that's really God. It's energy, it's power, it's efforts, it's activities, anything that it does, that's really God. And the direction behind the scenes where it's all going, that's also really God. And what does that mean? Well, let's really appreciate it because, again, the more we appreciate it, this is, this is very practical. This is, you know, Der uh, Hashem is certainly a work on, on the topic of Emunah because it's a richer understanding of who God is, what God is doing, what the purpose of the, of the universe is, and how God is doing it. But here we have, you know, something that we can really put into Shema. Next time we say Shema, like tonight and tomorrow morning and through the rest of our lives, starts to enrich how we say Shema and our kavana, our intentions and our focus when we're saying Shema. So, uh, you know, the Ramchal is giving us no fewer right now than three spins on one basic idea to take into Shema. When we say Shema Yisrael Shem Hashem Echad, again, we're facing and acknowledging, taking into stock and into account all of reality, <clears throat> excuse me, all of reality, and looking at all of reality, we're saying that there's room for this to 
confound and confuse and to make it look and appear as if it's not the Rebbein Shalom, as if it's going against the Rebbein Shalom. But really, all of reality, all of reality is nothing but God. Again, on three levels. Nothing but God. It's, the existence of everything is, is, is an extension of God, is God's existence. The power and authority that we find in existence, that's God's power, that's God's authority. And combining those two ideas together, that yields a third idea, that it's God manipulating things from behind the scenes. This is the idea that we had earlier in the paragraph, that there's a plan, there's an objective, there's a goal. It's not just God sponsoring and empowering the powers of evil and allowing them to do what they want, although it's power that's on loan from God. It's playing directly into God's plan. It's part of God's plan. God is sponsoring evil. A, because evil is a necessary evil to make sure the world gets to its objective, and B, it's there actively bring the world to its objective, creating a, 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 an absence of God so there can be a presence of God. So there's a plan as well. There's a plan as well. And it's easy to, to uh, miss out on the third. That's why we're stressing the third. We're stressing the third, the fact that when we're, when we're testifying to the fact that it's God behind everything and God is everything, it's very easy for us to do that. I mean, I shouldn't say very easy, but, but it's, it's, it's uh, straightforward. It's straightforward is a better word. Straightforward to have this kavana, to have this idea that is God in effect behind the scenes when it comes to everything's existence and God behind the scenes when it comes to everything's power and authority. Yes, God, the only power is your power and the only existence is your existence but we have to remember that there's a third angle as well that the Ramchal said. The third angle of, of testifying that everything is God is the Hashem is the guiding force. Hashem is running the show and Hashem is using everything that can be seen as not, as not being God but which, which in reality is God, is using all that to bring the world to its objective. And all of this is called Yichud HaBoyre, unifying God, making God one and only one. Because one is God, not one. Chashomon is God, not unified. When you look at everything that's going on in the world, all the evil, pain and suffering, and just all the... complexities... And, and and just the varieties and the whole, whole so many just just um, different moving parts in the world, and you see lots and lots of parts and lots of components and lots of things that are outside God. It's also a lack of unifying God. Shema Yisrael Hashem, like Hashem Echad, is coming to say that not just God is one, but everything that we see is God's oneness and represents God's oneness, and it is God's oneness. On the, on, on the other side, on the other side of everything. Existence, activity, power and authority, and plan and purpose is all God and nothing but God. Because that's the ultimate unification of everything. Now, moving sideways, where exactly... Now, we're saying we want to make this very practical. We want to be able to read this back into Shema. And when we say Shema, we want to be able to have this in mind. Where do we have this in mind when we're saying Shema? When we're saying Shema? So it's interesting, at this point we have to summon a statement of Reb Chaim Velazhen in Nefesh HaChaim. In Nefesh HaChaim, he talks about very similar concepts that Ramchal is discussing over here of what a Yid's doing when a Yid says Shema. And he goes through a lot of the same discussions. And he says that there's multiple levels that we're unifying God on when we say Shema. Multiple levels that we're bringing the whole universe back to God. And we're saying, we're testifying that it's really God. It's not as it seems to be, just a very diverse, a very diverse and, and, and 
and, and complex universe. No, it's really only God. But Reb Chaim Velashen, where, where, where the Ramchal gives us three aspects, Reb Chaim Velashen gives us two. And he does tell us how to read it back into Shema. The Ramchal is adding a third Kavana on over here. And let's, let's shift sideways to the statement from the Nefesh Chaim and then try to bring that back to the Ramchal. And again, we're trying to make this very practical, how to take the, the, uh, the principles over here. The Ramchal is sharing with us as to what's going on when we say Shema and how to actually enhance and enrich our Shema. When we say Shema, how to make our Shema a different Shema. So Nefesh Chaim also talks about the two levels, uh, his two levels of unifying God. And he talks about the fact that God is one and one only on the level of Kayach and on the level of Metzius. And that's exactly the Ramchal called the Metzius and Pu'ula. Essence, existence, and activity. Presence and power. Reb Chaim Chaim talks about the same thing. Hashem is the Baal HaKoyches Kulam and Baal HaMetzius Kulam. Hashem is the ultimate power, ultimate authority. Only Authority and power is only God's. And existence, presence, is also really only God's. And he says that each one of these two intentions is being covered in a different part of Shema, different words in Shema, and in ascending order of, of enormity, of, 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 of the, the, the weight and the level of the statement. What's a higher statement? What's a, what's, a, what's a statement that's greater and wider in its scope and its grandeur? When we're unifying the world, bring it back to God. What's the higher level statement? What's the more sweeping statement that we say, God, all authority, all power is God's power and, all God, and God's authority, or all presence, all existence is God's existence. Which one is more all-encompassing? Power or existence? Existence. Existence. Excellent. Very good. Existence is more broad, is more sweeping, is more all-encompassing, because existence is includes would include power. Existence is everything. Like if your existence is God's existence, then certainly your power has to be God's power. You can't have power without existence. Power. Is, is, is not as broad, not as sweeping, and not as all-encompassing in the statements of Hashem being the Baal HaKoychus. Hashem is in charge of all power. All authority is God's authority. That's, that's the lower step. The higher step, the higher statement is Hashem is all of reality. And the Nefesh HaChaim, the way he sets up Shema, we say Shema Yisrael, which is us giving testimony to the world. We're about to testify to the truths and the truisms that we're aware of, the knowledge that we possess. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem is Elokeinu. Hashem is the only true source of power and authority. Power and authority goes back into Hashem Elokeinu. Why does it go back into Hashem Elokeinu? Because Elokeinu is, means God, but it relates to the word Elokim. Elokim always refers to the... The, the concept of God being the source of all power, the source of all authority. That there is power here in the world. There is authority. There is the idea of agents that, that can do things here in the world. But all the power and authority we see is really Hashem's power and Hashem's authority um, being vested in these agents. And, and everything is really deputized. But more than just de- deputized, Hashem's power being channeled through those agents and through those powers. So Elohim, when we use the name Elohim for Hashem, Elohim always 
is, is the idea of Hashem being the source of all power and the power behind all powers, that there is power, but Hashem is the power within that power. Hashem, that power is Hashem's power. So Elokeinu, which is related to Elokim, is a declaration of Hashem being the Bala Koichas. Hashem is the Bala Koichas. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem, you're the source of all power. Hashem, you're the source of all authority. Agav, that's why uh, whenever the Torah refers to Avodah Zorah, idolatry, the Torah refers to Avodah Zorah with one of the names of God, which is something that, that throws people off. The first time you realize this, it, it's very off-putting. We talk about Elohim HaKherim. Don't worship foreign gods, but we use Hashem's name when we refer to Avodah Zorah, Elohim HaKherim. How can we use one of the sacred names of God in such a profane way to refer to foreign gods? We should make up a name, you know, foreign gods that have no, no meaning, no substance. How can we take a name of Hashem Himself and use that name to refer to Avodah Zorah? Don't have other gods. We're taking the name of Hashem and using that to refer to Avodah Zorah. How can we do that? So again, the Nefesh Haim addresses this. Says the Nefesh Haim is such a beautiful idea. The concept of other gods doesn't mean you're wor- worshiping like sticks and stones, you know, totem poles. The, the idolaters of old, like that story with Avram Avino and Nimrod in the idol shop in Terach, these people were, were, were pagans perhaps and heathens. They weren't dumb. They weren't dumb, backwards, you know, uh, cave dwellers that thought that a, 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 a slab of stone. And a pole made out of wood was the creator of the universe. I mean, you've got to be pretty dumb to think that this piece of wood that I fashioned with my own hands made me, made the hands, hands that just fashioned it, this, this rock made the universe. These people were not dumb. They weren't unintelligent people, the idol worshippers, worshippers of old. They weren't worshipping sticks and stones. They, were, they, they, they weren't worshipping... Um, the sun and the moon. The moon is just a big rock in space, right? The sun is a big ball of gas. They weren't worshipping the big ball of gas. They were worshipping the powers behind the moon, the powers behind the sun, the powers behind nature. The powers that, that Hashem put in, in, in place. There are spiritual agents, spiritual beings, as we had much earlier in the Sefer. And they knew that also. There's a spiritual agent behind the sun, a spiritual agent behind the moon, a spiritual agent behind the governing the affairs of trees and the welfare of the rocks. That's who they were worshiping, and the totem pole was a totem. It was, it was a token, a, to- a totem. It represented, it represented forces of nature, it represented forces of the earth, it represented elemental forces that were spiritual forces that govern the these these uh, items and that have power. But their mistake was they worshipped them as power sources unto themselves. But their power is really God's power. That's why it's Elohim Achirim. Because it's God, it's Hashem Himself, but you make that godliness profane by isolating it away from God. So that's Elokeinu, Hashem Elokeinu, that all those powers, the powers of nature, the powers of celestial objects and beings, and the power that people have, all the Bali Bechir, all the Rishoyim, all the Tzadikim, and everyone in between, anyone that has power, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem, you're the true source of power. This, this is plugging in the first level of Hashem being the Baal HaPa'ula, the Baal HaKoychus. Hashem is the, the, the one and only true authority, the one and only true source of power. All power that we see is Hashem's power. And the, the most wicked person doing the most wicked things is really Hashem's power being channeled right through him, allowing him to do those things. It's all you, Hashem. Hashem Echad, 
is the higher level of Baal Hametzis, that Hashem is in charge of all of existence. Hashem is in charge of existence. Hashem Echad, that not only all power and authority is God's power and God's authority, but Hashem Echad. Ultimately, everything that exists is really the Rebbein Shalom's constant willing to exist, Hashem's constant Ratzon, and Be'etim, it can be thought of as an extension of Hashem's constant, infinite existence. Metzius itself, existence itself, is really Hashem. Existence itself is really Hashem inside of that, Hashem on the other side of that, Hashem behind the scenes of that. This is how we read the Shema after the Nefesh HaChaim tells us about these two aspects, Hashem Alekein, Hashem Echad, Hashem, you are behind the scenes in all power, you are behind the scenes in all existence. And this is exactly what the Ramchal is telling us also, Hashem Alekein, Hashem Echad, we stop, have to enrich our Shema, make our Shema very practical and, and, and bring all this to life. Hashem Alekein, I focus momentarily, everything that has power, the most wicked, evil, person doing the most reprehensible acts, that's Hashem's power, Hashem Echad, and that person is really an extension of Hashem. Hashem is sponsoring his life, Hashem is keeping him alive, Hashem is, is that existence. That's Hashem Echad. The Ramchal is telling us to put a third Kavana in, over here, aside from the Hashem Elokeinu, which is Hashem is the Baal HaKoychus, and the Hashem Echad, the Hashem is the Baal HaMetzius, there's a third Kavana, which is Hashem is the Baal HaHanhogo. It all has a plan. It all has a purpose. It's not just the Rebbeinu Shalaylam is presence, is power and presence. Hashem, Lokeinu Hashem is power. Hashem Echad Hashem is all presence, is God. But the Rebbeinu Shalaylam is also taking that somewhere. There's a reason behind that. So where do you put that? That has to be put into both. That's the background to Hashem Lokeinu and Hashem Echad. So according to the Ramchal, Behind the scenes of the Hashem Elokeinu, I focus on the fact that Hashem empowers everything. I ask, I, I have in mind, why is Hashem empowering everything? Because it's going somewhere. It's going to the Hashem Havayu, Yudke Vavke Elokeinu. It's going to Hashem's plan and only to Hashem's plan. Hashem Echad, Hashem is also behind the scenes of in, in everything that's in existence. Why? Because everything that's in existence is there to work towards Hashem's plan. I have that behind the scenes in Hashem Echad also. So according to the Ramchal, he takes the Nefesh Achaim's um, Kavano a step further. We have a one and a two. One is Hashem is the Bala Hakaychus. Hashem is the only only authority, only source of power. Number two is Hashem is the only source of existence. And the Ramchal is giving us one A and one B. The one A is why is Hashem giving power to everything because it ultimately is leading only towards Hashem's plan. One B, two B. Oh, it's 1A and 2A. There's 1 and 2, or 1A and 1B, and 1A and 2A, and 1B and 2B. Coins the Ramchal. He's giving us an extra level of the 1 and the 2. So, let's just speak it out now with the A's and the B's, just to, to uh, declutter things. According to Ramchal, 1A is just the idea that Hashem is the Balakayich's only power and authority is only God's. 2A is presence, existence is only Hashem's existence. 1B is why does Hashem empower everything? Why is Hashem giving everything power? It's going directly towards Hashem's plan, Hashem's purpose for the Bria. And 2B is why is everything in existence? Because it's going towards Hashem's purpose for all of creation. So here's how we take the Ramchal, what the Ramchal just shared with us, and we plug it right back into Shema, and how we have the Ramchal together with the, the um, statements of the Nefesh HaChaim, of Chaim coming together to give, hopefully, us a, give us a lot more 
depth and a lot more richness and um, meaning in our Shema. So this wraps up Aleph and Hashem. Tomorrow we will continue with Bayes. And uh, everyone should be blessed. And we're going to see a whole other dimension in Shema emerge tomorrow when we move on. There's still yet more to come over here in understanding Shema.